Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. What do you do if you're Jeff Bezos and you've commissioned your super yacht and it's going to be 130 feet tall and 417 feet long? It's known as the Y721. I don't know if Jeff is going to name it anything other than that after it gets launched, but it's being built at uh, Oceano, which is a custom yacht builder, and you can't get it out (laughs) because the bridge that it's supposed to go under to get it into the ocean is too short. And it's a 95-year-old Dutch national monument, the Kunshaven Bridge. Well, if you're Jeff Bezos, ah, you have him take the bridge down. <laughs> That's right. Look, it's he's going to pay for the bridge's deconstruction, and it's good. It's creating jobs, and everybody in the town, a labor party councilor is like, yeah, you know, I support it. It's no problem. Let him pay for it. It's the only route to the sea. What are you going to do? We'll just take the bridge apart. Let the boat go through. Is it a boat or a ship? Let it go through. Let the old Y721, which will be the world's largest sailing yacht when it's delivered later this year. And so it's only costing about half a billion dollars. And we're just going to let them, you know, take down the bridge and don't worry about it. Okay. There's no, there's no report on how much it's going to cost to bring that bridge down, or at least I haven't seen it, but it doesn't matter because Jeff Bezos is one of the richest guys in the world, right? So he's just going to pay for it. Well, you know, on the other hand, why not raise prices to Amazon Prime so I can pay for it? That's a good idea, right? Right. So Amazon Prime is going to increase its prices and I guess that'll pay for the bridge reconstruction after they take it down so his yacht will be able to get to the ocean so the annual membership is going to go up twenty dollars from 119 to 139 and the monthly fee will go up two dollars from 12.99 to 14.99 oh that's special now the price change will go into effect february 18th for current prime members and the new price will apply after march 25th on the date of their next renewal So those of you listening live on the 4th of February, 2022, those dates are upcoming. So be prepared to pay more for Prime and help Jeff pay to take down the bridge so that his yacht can reach the ocean. On behalf of Jeff Bezos, thank you. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Did I mention that uh, Amazon's earnings uh, beat expectations and their profits nearly doubled in the fourth quarter? Plus, the announcement of the Prime membership price going up, uh, their shares went up nearly 15% in after-hours trading. Just a thought. I mean, you have to pay for that bridge, right? And, I mean, times are tough in the rich guy world. Mark Zuckerberg, uh, (laughs) his net worth plunged. $30 billion in stock sell-off. He now falls out of the top 10 rich list. Oh, no. We may have to start a GoFundMe for Zuck. (laughs) His personal net worth dropped 29.7 
billion dollars. Oh no. Oh no. By the end of trading, he was estimated to be only worth $84.8 billion, which kicks him out of the top 10. Very sad news for Zuck. I don't know how he's going to get by. I mean, maybe he'll be able to survive on that $89 billion. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Hey, I'm sorry. I don't want to make him richer than he is. $84.8 billion. I mean, I know he's in trouble. And, you know, times are tough. But real estate sales are booming in the metaverse. I mean, Meta is having, uh, you know, the shares of company known as Facebook, you know, is crashing and costing him a bunch of money. But Meta is on track to be this huge platform. But I mean, I should say that's what they want to happen. But I mean, uh, Facebook is losing relevance. Uh, TikTok is up. Uh, I know Instagram is still huge and that's Facebook. So it's kind of tied in a little bit. But we'll see. I mean, the metaverse may not be as cool as what they claim. I mean, I I guess they're selling property. They claim they've sold, you know, $500 million worth of property in the metaverse already. And those sales are expected to double. I'm not sure who's buying property in the metaverse. And there's going to be trouble. There's going to be trouble in in River City. (laughs) I mean, we've got trouble right here in Meta City with a capital T and that rhymes with P and that stands for pool. I guess you know, we've got trouble right here in Meta City. That doesn't really work. Never mind. I'll talk to you later about that. Because remember the lady we talked about and we laughed about that was uh, assaulted and gang raped uh, in the Meta world? in the virtual reality, and I just kind of laughed and choked it off. Well, she is getting louder in her uh, recounting the nightmare that she experienced as a beta tester on the VR platform. Oh, no. I know. It's with the, the VR platform Horizon Worlds, created by Meta. And the horrible experience. It happened so fast. And before I could even think about putting the safety barrier in place, Apparently, if you're into meta, and I'm not one of the meta beta testers, I, you know, call me Zuck, I'll, I'll jump in, no problem. They have a safety, safety barrier, and so you're able to go into meta's safe zone feature, which allows users to place a block on interaction. Okay. Well, she, you know, revealed that the then unnamed woman had been virtually groped. Well, she's saying, hey, it's me, and this is what's going on, and it's problematic. And, uh, this is a real problem. Is it though? Is it? I mean, she claims that she was groped on the platform and that she said that three or four male avatars with male voices, essentially, okay. Avatars with male voices. Don't know that they were actually male in today's world, essentially, but virtually gang raped my avatar and took photos As I tried to get away, they yelled, don't pretend you didn't love it and go rub yourself off to the photo. (laughs) I mean, as terrible as that is, and I, I get, I'm not laughing at it. I'm just, I find it. I'm not laughing. It's not funny at all. Don't even start with me. Okay. It's not funny. I mean, this is a crime, a virtual crime 
where an avatar got grown. I'm like, come on now. Okay. You didn't go into the safe zone and you went into a bad neighborhood virtually. So I'm not really sure that's a problem, although I guess it is. I mean, do I want you to jump into the virtual world and get groped and raped? No, but are you hurt? Okay. Well, they uh, they made improvements now. Uh, Meta spokesperson said that uh, they wanted to ensure the safety of all. And we're so sorry that this happened. We want everyone in Horizon venues to have a positive experience. Easily find the safety tools that can help in a situation like this. Yeah, like maybe carry a virtual gun and fight back. Oh, no. What am I talking about? Stop it. That can't be. I wonder if you can get a gun in the metaverse, in the old Horizon venues, under, you know, probably not under the safe zone, though. No no way. (laughs) Can you arm yourself in metaverse? (laughs) I would like to know, though. I would like to Can you bring... Can you bring a weapon into the metaverse and uh, protect yourself? Shoot them down. Shoot them down, man, while they're groping you. Let's get this thing back to real life, okay? But I digress. Horizon venues should be safe, and we are committed to building it that way. We will continue to make improvements as we learn more about how people interact in these spaces, especially when it comes to helping people report things easily and reliably. So they're all in the meta test world and we're still having issues like this. I mean, they chose the people that are to be part of the horizon worlds, meta beta tester, VR platform world. Right. And they're still having this issue. I mean, they work for CNN. I mean, I don't know who they chose, but it's possible that they are CNN employees. And we may want to rethink who we're letting into our beta testing program on the VR platform Horizon Worlds in the metaverse. And if I'm buying property in the metaverse, do I want to buy property where people are getting virtually groped and assaulted? I mean... Might be a good place to start a bar or something. I don't know. I'm just asking questions. Let me in. Let me let me in. Let me be a beta tester for the metaverse. I'm in. Let's go. Strap me in. Wait. All right, never mind. Let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink <laughs> desperately. Mm. My gosh, so good. <laughs> Man, if you like to have fur in your fashion, you might want to get on it. Uh, I see where Dulce and Gabbana announced that they're going to drop the use of animal fur in all its collections starting this year and transition to eco-friendly fur. Oh, isn't that special? Now, the Milan Fashion House, sorry, the Milan Fashion House, Dulce and Gabbana, joins other luxury brands, including Armani, Gucci, Prada, and Montclair in adhering to guidelines set by the Fur-Free Alliance. And I, I, nobody respects the Fur-Free Alliance more than me. It's a network of animal rights groups around the world. Love them. Couldn't imagine a world without the Fur-Free Alliance. Now, Dulce and Gabbana said that they're working toward a more sustainable future. That they can't contemplate the use of animal fur. 
are you? Are you? So uh, PJ Smith, the fashion policy director of the Humane Society of the United States. And oh, wait, no, wait, it's not the Humane Society. He is the fashion policy director of the Humane Society International. And it says in the story, and I don't know that it's correct, but the story reads Human Society of the United States. So he's the fashion policy director of the Human Society of the United States and the Humane Society International. I don't know if that's right. That's just the way it's written in the story. AP. Uh, <laughs> I didn't realize that we had a human society. Uh, well, I guess we do. And he's the director of it. And he's also director at the Humane Society International. Ending the use of fur creates a higher standard for what is acceptable in fashion. <laughs> Does it, PJ? Italy has banned fur farming from this year, joining about 20 countries that have either banned or limited fur farming over the last two decades. So, I mean, if you're a fur farmer, times are getting tough. <laughs> times are getting tough. You're going to have... Uh, you're going to have the Fur-Free Alliance after you. And I'm sure if you're a fur farmer, you know about the Fur-Free Alliance, man. They are at your front door. And then, of course, you've got P.J. Smith, the fashion policy director of the Human Society of the United States and the Humane Society International. You don't want P.J. to come and knock it. You just don't want that to happen. And we've got the Olympics uh, fired up and ready to go. And people are broadcasting all over the world, excited that the Olympics are underway. Why we're there, I have no idea. I mean, I wish we would have boycotted them, but we only did it diplomatically. So, I, I mean, I'm not excited about these Winter Olympics anyway. So it doesn't matter to me that people are all wound up. Do I want, and I see where China used a, a Uyghur to light the torch. Just a, That's just a slap into the world's face with that. I'm sure, uh, you know, I'm sure Z was happy about that. But I see where everybody's reporting of this Dutch reporter that was uh, on the air. And the Beijing police, I guess he was close to the Beijing National Stadium, but he was broadcasting where they didn't want him. And they moved him out live on the air. You got to love China for that, man. If you're not where you're supposed to be, I don't care if you're running a camera or not. Get out of here. Now, they were pretty nice about it. They didn't beat him or club him. But <laughs> and I don't know if you can tell. This is tremendous audio now. And he's reporting. It's a serious report on the Olympics. Ga naar China, naar onze correspondent Short en Da. Short, je staat vlak right. bij het stadion. Uh, wat gaat China stadium? de right. laten zien? I got zien. that word. Oh, here we go. Oh, no. Police are there. Oh, yeah, I'm on the air. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. They're pushing them off. Get out of here. Ah, the lights are on. Yeah, you're done. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, and the reporter back at the studio is like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to go ahead and cut it off. No problem. He's gone. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. And I'm... I just say I was going to look for the clips online because I don't think I'm going to spend very much time watching the Olympics. So, you know, maybe it's just me. I mean, if we're going to see reporters getting clubbed uh, because they're doing a report where they don't want them to do reports from, that may make the Olympics worth watching. I mean, I hope this broadcaster, I hope this guy is okay. I want him to be able to continue. I don't want China to throw him into the Beijing prison because he was reporting in the wrong place. But you never know. 
So just follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR, Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio, Getter at JeffyJFR. I never get to that. I got to talk to you about Getter too, but I'm not, I'm not ready to do that yet. Uh, or you can email the show, uh, chewing the fat at the blaze.com. But for sure, I will, uh, I'll mention, uh, I'll mention the Olympics when any other great clips come through. I don't know that I'm going to be watching them all. And oh, who died today? Who died today? Got to do a who died today segment because two people, you know what killed two people? Salad. Salad. That's right. I mean, I'm sorry that these people died, but they died because of salad. So the U.S. The U, we've talked about recalls on this show often. No one is a bigger supporter of recalls than this show. And uh, the recalls began at the end of December uh, for these dole packaged salads. So the outbreak sickened 17 people, resulted in 13 hospitalizations across 13 states, and two people passed away because of this listeria outbreak. Really, really sad. But just let me repeat. Salads. Salads killed these people. Two people. Who died today? Two people dead. Rest in peace because of salad. So whatever you do, if you've got Dole salads or a Hold or H-E-B, Kroger, Little Caesars bar, market side, naturally better, nature's promise, president's choice, simply nature, nature, throw them away. And these products uh, clean out your refrigerators or other surfaces that came into contact with the products. Listeria can survive in the refrigerator and can easily spread to other foods and the surfaces. So if you have best, if used by dates from November 30th, 2021 through January 9th, 2022, what are they still doing in your refrigerator? First of all, I mean, they're old, okay? It should be thrown away anyway. And I don't know if you've ever left a bag of salad I've witnessed this personally, a bag of salad that gets left in the bottom drawer uh, for too long. It's not pretty. (laughs) This is not a pretty sight. So if you want, I'm trying to save your life. Stop eating salads. Okay, today's the day. Uh, For those of you listening live, today is the 4th of February, 2022. This is the day the SpaceX rocket is supposed to hit the moon. Now, according to reports, it's supposed to hit at 1225.58 universal time. That's the four-ton rocket part, officially known as 2015-007B, Supposed to strike the moon's surface at a speed of 5,700 miles per hour. I want video of this crash. I want to see it. I don't care about the damage it does to our moon. Okay? It's our moon. And I saw I saw the email. Don't think I didn't. From JK with the subject line, Who owns the moon? Question mark. And he sent me a link to a Bing Crosby song called The Best Things in Life Are Free. Oh, dear Lord. 
classic thing. The moon belongs to everyone. Ah, uh, no, it doesn't, Big. Sorry to disappoint you there, but it doesn't. Now, I know uh, Bing was talking about looking up at the moon and feeling love, and it's just a wonderful thing. I mean, this is from a musical in 1927. It enjoyed revival during 1947 to 1950 when it was covered again by many artists. So it first enjoyed chart success in 1927. Oh, well, that was with the recordings by George Olson and Frank Black, of course. Who can forget them? And uh, <laughs> and I mean, come on now. How long has Bing been gone? Nineteen seventy-seven. Wow, I guess he was around. He was around in some modern times. <laughs> so we lost him. We lost Bing in nineteen seventy-seven. I mean, he was born in 1903, and the guy was huge, no question. And I know he was singing his stupid little song about love and the moon, but uh, no, Bing, no. I realize that in your love heart, looking at the moon, it belongs to everyone. But in Spaceland, no, it belongs to the United States of America. Okay? All right, let's clear that up right now. Now, I'm just looking forward to the video when the SpaceX rocket hits the moon. At 12.25.58 Universal Time today. Just follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Definitely, definitely post that. And I see where the International Space Station, they're saying now is going to hurl toward Earth. I'm sorry, I would hurtle to Earth. Uh, But don't worry, it won't hit you. Really? We're positive about that? Yes. And it's going to happen in January of 2031 not that far off actually uh it's a couple of years (laughs) 2031 is going to be here just like that i know it sounds like it's so far away i heard someone the other day say something about 2050 and they made the assumption that 2050 is so far off no it's not it's going to be here faster than you think my friends so 2031 is not that far off anyway it's going to come uh hurtling down uh, when it's uh, deorbited uh, 277 miles to Earth's surface at a rate of only 17,000 miles an hour. So it's 356 feet and it's supposed to, you know, it'll it'll hit the atmosphere and then for sure it's going to meet its demise in the South Pacific. Oh, okay. Well, good then. We know that? Yes. It's called the Oceanic Pole of Inaccessibility. The South Pacific Uninhabited Area, the Marine Zone, has been decades used as a graveyard for old space equipment. All right, good. Then if we're positive about that, no worries. Let that thing hurdle to Earth right now, okay? We might we not have to worry about that anyway. There's a killer lake in Africa that they are worried could erupt and release poisonous gas cloud. That's going to kill millions? Uh, uh, How about we do something about that, okay? They're concerned about this uh, lake in Africa called Lake Kivu. (laughs) K-I-V-U. Situated between Rwanda and the DRC, the Democratic Republic of Congo. Man, that's that's a beautiful place. 
when you get property in between Rwanda and the DRC, you are living like a king. Now, this lake, I guess, has explosive gases in it. <laughs> it's nearby Mount Nirungal, one of the world's most active volcanoes. I'm pretty sure that's how they pronounce it. Mount Nirungal, N-Y-I-R-A-G-O-N-G-O. And it's one of the most active volcanoes, which sends lava towards Lake Kibu uh, whenever it erupts. And over thousands of years, volcanic activity has caused an immense amount of dissolved methane and carbon dioxide to accumulate under the lake's surface. So now they're saying, ooh, that might trigger if the eruption from Mount Niragango, Niragango, Niragango. Yeah, I got to make sure I say that right. Uh, could trigger the lake to release these lethal gases into the atmosphere, putting millions of lives at risk. So be careful. If you own property between Rwanda and the DRC, you may want to think about trying to, you know, cut your losses and just get out of there. I know it's beautiful. I got it. But, you know, it just it's dangerous. Look, it may not matter anyway. According to Greenpeace, Mass extinction is underway right now. Researchers estimated that up to a 1 in 10 of Earth's known species may have already gone extinct in the past 500 years. So a study confirms that the sixth mass extinction is currently underway. So, I mean, will it matter if you have property between Rwanda and the DRC? Probably not. I mean, will there be a houses of the hoity-toity from Rwanda and the DRC? I don't think so. Uh, I could be wrong. And you know what? I will go out of my way to see if I can find the houses of the hoity-toity in Rwanda or the DRC. I saw a story, speaking of houses of the hoity-toity, I saw a story talking about Tom Brady and the wife. Uh, looking to move into Indian Creek Island down in South Florida, which is beautiful and private. I mean, they've, if you're living there, it is, uh, you know, the billionaire bunker. There's no doubt about that. But the whole story talks about the couple, you know, look, they were seen touring this $17 million mansion on the island. 17 million bucks? That's a dump. I mean, I hope they're, I hope that's a knockdown. <laughs> I mean, come on now, 17 million bucks on this island. That's a garage. And they talked about how, uh, they were reportedly going to tear it down. Good. It's a knockdown. It's only 5,772 square feet. Uh, yeah, that's gotta go. We could build something oh, way better than that. Okay. Uh, for, uh, yes. For 17 million, it's out of here. I don't even want to see it. Don't even talk to me until that thing is knocked down. <laughs> so apparently the median value of estates on the island uh, is $20 million. That seems That seems kind of low. Uh, I must, uh, the guest houses must bring that median value down because, uh, okay. I mean, it has 34 homes. 42 residents, and it's got a private police force, and it's got a police force and a, 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 a ferry island water cops around the island. 
<laughs> I mean, it's nice. It's got the 24-hour Marine Patrol and the 13-person police force on the island itself. And But the whole story, you know, it got you, got me with the Brady Bunker. Okay, so I get it. They're, you know, they're worth almost a billion, if not a billion dollars, Tom and Giselle. And so they're looking to move on this island. And, of course, they're buying a knockdown. But the whole story really was about Ivanka and Jared. They bought a place there, I think, a year or so ago. And that's been completely overhauled. They didn't knock it down. But they have completely overhauled it. It's real. It's actually beautiful. I mean, way more beautiful than it was, no question. But uh, the whole story was really about Jared and Ivanka, you know, redoing their place, and all the pictures were of their place uh, there on uh, on the island. And that's beautiful, man. If you can afford to live there, good for you, man. Good for you. I mean, it's got the 18-hole golf course in the middle, the Indian Creek Country Club. And so, I mean, you're living large if you're living on this island. There's no doubt about that. (laughs) I don't know if there's any place like it in Rwanda, in between Rwanda and DRC. I will look for you, though. I will. Because I actually want to know now as well. Okay, I mentioned uh, going through a couple emails. I got one from Philip, who claims to be a mailman and claims to have been handing the COVID-19 test kits out like cotton candy. First, I would love to talk to Philip and find out if some of my uh, USPS ideas would be uh, beneficial through the eyes of a man on the ground doing the work. And so they're out there, which actually ticks me off because I haven't gotten mine yet. What's the deal? And then I got an email regarding the same thing, the uh, COVID-19 vaccine shots from Leslie. Uh, I apparently read an email from Leslie last week and said uh, I, I made a mistake. And so I, he he emailed me saying uh, that... Uh, He ordered his government COVID tests on the first day, the day prior to the scheduled day, right? When they opened up early, bastards. And he received them last week. He's already got them. The heck? Now, he was mad at me, though, because apparently I read an email. I read an email from Leslie. It could have been somebody else. It might not have been you. You don't know that. You're not the only Leslie in the world. Apparently, I read his email uh, on the air, and I referred to him as a she. And so, uh, how dare you assume my gender? Okay. Okay. Uh, you want me to apologize? I apologize, but you don't know that it was you could have been somebody else. Okay. So back off me, but everybody's getting them. Why haven't I gotten mine? Ticks me off. No, I don't need them. No one is sick in my house. I just, you know, I feel like I've ordered mine and I want my, I want my, I want my test sticks, okay? All right, then. Let's just leave it alone. Congratulations for those of you that like to drink on airlines. Uh, Southwest said it's bringing the booze back, baby. February 16th. I know. You'll be able to get hammered on the plane. Maybe that'll calm some of the some of the people down. I, I think it might, actually. But you can still drink. 
Although you're not supposed to bring your own, right? You can bring your own, some of your own drinks on board, just not your own alcohol. Pretty sure that's at least some of the airline's rules. It's just, I mean, most of the flights are shut down now anyway. Because of a winter storm, a Lauren. Is it Lauren or Laren? The hell is it? Yeah, Landon. Like I said, like I said, winter storm Landon is uh, everywhere and it's locked down. We're still locked down here in Texas. I do see a couple of cars driving into the neighborhood uh, as I'm recording this, but I hear the ice cracking on the road. So if you're in an area that's been uh, battered by Landon, uh, be safe. Okay, be safe. Everything here in this neck of the woods in the DFW area should be back up and running, I'm guessing, uh, this weekend sometime uh, because it's going to start warming up again and everything will melt and it will just be cold and we can get back on the roads and everything will be fine. Okay, and I hope that the same is true wherever you are at. Uh, Speaking of Southwest bringing booze back, you see the story where, you know, the flight attendant upgraded her boyfriend after takeoff, okay? And just brought him up. I remember we had the story where they diverted the plane. Now, this story with the flight attendant bringing her boyfriend up was American Airlines, but the story that they diverted the flight was United Airlines after passengers tried to upgrade themselves to business class. Now, once you're in the air, doesn't matter if the seats are empty. Shut up. It just drives me insane. But the American Airlines flight attendant brought the old girlfriend. Oh, it wasn't a boyfriend. They brought the old girl. I'm sorry. I apologize. I was assuming that the flight attendant was female. Oh, boy. Man, that's going to get me in trouble. I'm sorry, Leslie. Okay. Jeez. Back off me. So the American Airlines flight attendant, he brought his girlfriend pretty incredible that the flight attendant male flight attendant had a girlfriend anyway to first class after takeoff what are you saying jeff nothing it's just a side comment joke leave me alone so apparently he sits down next to her after he brings her up and they just chatted the whole flight (laughs) couple people in uh, first class were a little miffed i really don't blame them uh how about you bring me a couple of drinks okay I want to be quiet. I got work to do. I mean, that's what you're doing up in business class. Seriously. You're there for work. You're, you, I just want to bring me my coffee, do me a beer, a soda, whatever. Leave me alone. All right. I got stuff to do. And that's what you're doing. You're reading and you're doing your work on the plane. That's what you're doing. The only people that don't necessarily do that are the athletes that fly uh, business class and first class. They're just being, uh, you know, flown into different places. And so they're not necessarily working. Although they're reading, they might be sleeping, whatever, just leave them alone. So apparently uh, this flight attendant just, uh, you know, yap, 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 yap the whole time. So I guess there's okay. No problem there. But heaven forbid, that's because the flight attendant escorted her up to upgrade. These people just didn't take it over themselves. Okay. How wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be nice if the airline said, okay, I've got two seats in first class that are not booked. And you people back here in <laughs> coach, if you'd like to be upgraded, raise your hands. Raise your hands. Okay. Now you get their you get their seats and you put it in a put it in a hat and draw it out and say, You and you, you get the upgrade. Wouldn't that be nice? 
Wouldn't that be nice of the flight attendants to do that? It might actually, you know, ease some of the tensions on these airlines these days. But, you know, what do I know? All right, I know it's a Friday and I've got so much in the fat pile today. I mean, it's just never ending. Let's, I tried to like go through, I was looking to see what uh, I could share with you on this Friday that would, uh, I don't know that there's anything light left. I mean, we could talk about Kaylee Kuko and her plastic surgeries, which are becoming, uh, could be becoming a problem. Uh, she's not afraid to talk about it. We'll talk about that in the future because. Uh, she's, uh, at the, almost the three cuts to clown face limit. <laughs> and she's happy to talk about it too. She's all excited about, you know, Hey, I love plastic surgery and, uh, it works. You know what? Good for you. Good for you. I mean, she said that, uh, she had, uh, enhanced her chest. Uh, she loved that. And my boobs, the best thing I ever did. Uh, she had a filler in a line in my neck uh, I've had since I was 12. And so as much as you want to love your inner self, I'm sorry, you also want to look good. Hello? <laughs> I don't think you should do it for a man or anyone else. But if it makes you feel confident, that's amazing. Yeah, I, t- I really don't disagree with Kaylee there. Uh, she said she's worked through a divorce now. And uh, she worked through a divorce attending regular yoga classes. That's how I get through things. I go to yoga classes. She said, apparently it's hot yoga too, because she said, I've cried numerous times in yoga. And the best part is I'm sweating so bad. No one can tell. (laughs) And she maintains a healthy diet and a fitness routine to maintain her appearance. Does she? Okay. I mean, I get it. I get it. She's, she's good looking. (laughs) <laughs> she uh kaylee is a pretty good looking female there's no doubt about that but uh she has gone under the knife a few times and uh she's almost there now fillers in the neck see that's that's where we've talked about it too it changes the perspective a little bit on three cuts to clown face because she had breast enhancements uh which she loves and she said her, she had her boobs or her nose done and that, you know, as I said, her boobs were the best thing that she had ever did. I, you know, hello, turned her into a star. And then the filler line in her neck, that's not really a cut, you know. So she's got a couple under her chest, and that's what she's talking about. So, I mean, uh, she while being open, appearing to be open, because, you know, you get the boob jobs. Everybody knows that you got the boob jobs. Uh, you have the nose done. Everybody kind of will notice the nose. Uh, and the filler line of the neck, eh, you know, you notice that or not, those are three things, but some of the other things that could happen, uh, you know, nobody would really notice that you'd be under the knife for, right. Where you just straighten some things out. So it's close to clown face time for Kaylee. I hope she realizes that. I hope she realizes maybe she needs to, you know, back off a little bit. <laughs> just take it easy, Kaylee. Okay. Nobody wants you to be clown face. Even the ex-husband, because I'm sure you're paying him some alimony. And so he wants you to continue to work. And the list under my under crime heading is just continuing to get longer and longer and longer. I mean, we can talk about the more than 120 federal prisons put on lockdown after two Texas inmates were killed. 
incredible. The entire federal prison system was placed on a nationwide lockdown after the inmates were killed and two others were injured during a gang alteration at the federal penitentiary in Texas. It happened down in Beaumont, Texas. Do you hear about that? I did not. I did not. So apparently they, with the altercation involved members of the MS-13 street gang. Uh, that was, you know, two people, you know, telling the old uh, reporter that, uh, yeah, that's what that's what's happened. Uh, I was a, a person familiar with the matter. So they must have a guard <laughs> leaking information. So, I mean, I don't know how long the lockdown is going to go on. But because they wanted to, you know, concerned violence could spread to other facilities. Yeah, no kidding. That'll be fun. That will be fun. Have you seen Mayor of Easttown yet on Paramount Plus? If you haven't, that will remind you of that show. If you have, that story will remind you of this show. If you haven't, just remember that's the story when you watch Mayor of Easttown. But there's some other great crime stories that uh you know aren't really reported heavily in the world like uh, the man that was beaten with a metal skillet after declining an offer of potatoes i know and this is in pennsylvania again about what is going on in pennsylvania what is happening and a man was arrested after being accused of beating another person with a metal skillet who refused an offer of potatoes So the guy is frying potatoes in hot oil with his metal skillet. And how else do you fry potatoes other than in a metal skillet with hot oil? And he offered them to the victim. And uh, the victim was like, nah, I don't want any of your potatoes. (laughs) So he threw the hot frying pan oil and potatoes into the victim's face and started beating them. I mean, okay, dude, calm down. I just said no to your potatoes, okay? Take it easy. <laughs> and I mean, I'm sure the guy with the hot oil and potatoes in his face is not in uh, great condition. That usually doesn't bode well for your skin. And a man, this story is really weird, and I haven't quite figured out why I'm, why it happened. And I don't know they have either, but apparently a man snuck into the hospital and then he bottle feeds a baby and leaves. So this, according to police, the total stranger walked into the neonatal intensive care unit at an Iowa hospital and bottle fed a baby who was, well, who wasn't his. Well, yeah, I mean, if he snuck in, none of the babies were his. And so they're trying to identify the man. And I guess, you know, by it was, it was snuck into the medical center pretending to be a father of a baby. <laughs> okay. He slipped by a nurse, uh, bottle fed a baby in the NICU, and then left. Now, the fa- I will say it's a little disconcerting that you just walk into the NICU unit without anyone saying, yo, uh, dude, what up? But he didn't hurt anything. So. Not sure what the big deal is other than you need to uh, fix your security at the hospital in Iowa. I realize the incident is extremely troubling and it's a good thing that this actually happened the way it did and nothing happened to one of those babies, right? The guy came in and he battle feeds the baby and he leaves kind of weird. I don't know, you know, if he's related or if, I mean, they don't know. 
But now's the time to uh, maybe increase your security and maybe go over some new plans for your employees at the hospital. Just a thought. I'm not a security expert. I only play one on my show, uh, Chewing the Fat, which thank you for listening. And you know what? I'll just end it with uh, the same thing that you're probably thinking as I'm giving the hospital in Iowa advice. What do you know, fat man? So that's the way I'll end it. What do I know? Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.